Well, hey there, all you beautiful people, and welcome to the most exhilarating ride of self-discovery. Get ready for a life-shifting journey as we dive deep into the topics of self-love, self-worth, some other selfies, as well as unlocking the transformative power of setting healthy boundaries so you can embrace your true potential and take charge of your life. This is not your typical self-help podcast. Oh no, we are taking it up a notch and then some. No sugarcoating, no fluff, just real talk and real results. We're diving headfirst into those topics that some may shy away from, but not here. Together, we'll uncover the wisdom in embracing the tough stuff. I'm bringing my high energy and no-nonsense approach to the mic, and we're ready to break through those barriers holding you back. Get ready to amplify your inner power and learn simple yet super effective tools to unleash the greatness that resides within you. So buckle up, my friends. We're about to embark on an adventure of a lifetime. Embrace your uniqueness, cherish your self-worth, and let's create a life that sets your soul on fire. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode packed with insights, laughter, and maybe even a little dancing. Together, we'll crush those self-doubts, level up our self-love game, and celebrate every step of this incredible journey. Are you ready to ignite the power from within? Well then, let's do this. I'm Denise Marsh, your enthusiastic guide on this roller coaster of growth, and I cannot wait to see you thrive. Get ready for an adventure that'll leave you feeling empowered, inspired, and equipped to take on the world. This is Getting Raw with Denise, where we redefine authenticity and have a blast doing it. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me today for another conversation. And we are getting right into talking about confidence, self-confidence that is. And what does that really mean for you? What does that look like? And also, how does this apply to the conversations that you are choosing to be a part of? Because we do get to choose the conversations that we are a part of. And I'm not referring to conversations that you may have to have at your job with your employers or employees and things that may just have to happen and just may need to just be. I'm referring to the conversations that you are choosing to be a part of with other people, family, friends, neighbors, acquaintances, and the conversations that are either helping you thrive or they are hindering you in some way. Maybe they are dragging your energy down. And then you have the conversations that lift your spirits up. Now, we will definitely have some conversations that are just neutral, 
and that's okay too. But where does the confidence come in to play when we are talking about the conversations that we are choosing to be a part of? And notice I am saying choosing for a reason because conversations don't just happen on one side. Conversations take more than one person. And so what got me thinking about this, well, there were a few things that got me thinking about this, but recently I was talking with someone and I've noticed that when I have had conversations with this particular person, sometimes the conversations are pretty good, but overall there is this doom and gloom to the conversation. Somehow, some way, the person that I'm having the conversation with, this particular person, the conversation always goes down doomville, like just doom and gloom or a very negative and downward spiral approach. And I am not about that life. I am not, I do not like to take part in conversations that are just about draining the energy or looking at the bad side of things or the negative side of things or the worst case scenarios. I don't operate that way. It doesn't serve me to have those conversations. And so I've noticed that this person that I do love, I do enjoy uh, being around at times, this is not someone that I want to have many conversations with. I don't. I know this is not someone that I can have deep conversations with. Now, here's the thing. If you're wondering, how does this relate to confidence? Well, sometimes we may be a part of conversations because we feel we are obligated to be part of those conversations. Or we feel that if we ignore the person or just choose not to talk to certain people or spend a lot of time with people, that people may look at us a certain way or judge us or think we're being mean or whatever the case may be. And if they didn't say that, why are you thinking that? But if you have confidence within yourself and know that you confidently do not want to be part of certain conversations, you are able to create certain boundaries with confidence so you don't have to be part of certain type of conversations or you are also confident enough to leave a conversation that is not good for you. If you are talking with someone and the conversation is just going to a whole complete left side of something that you do not want to partake in, you can say, I don't want to have this conversation or this conversation makes me uncomfortable or I don't like the direction this conversation is going in. Also, building up the confidence and the courage to say to someone or ask the question, when you just said X, Y, Z, what did you mean by that? Because what I'm taking from it is this, was that your intention? And so the confidence is a huge part of how we engage in a conversation. I'm I, Listen, I know that Some of you may be nodding your head. Yes, absolutely. You are on the same page with me. You agree with me. And someone listening to this may not really get what I'm saying. Let me give a different example, okay? Because if this is your first time even entertaining the idea that confidence plays a role in our conversations, this may sound a bit foreign or it just may 
take a minute to say, huh, okay, let me, let me see how this is feeling for me. But I want you to think about parts of your life that you feel extremely confident in. And the things that you feel extremely confident about when it comes to what you will do, what you will not do, what you will accept, and what you will not accept. This also goes hand in hand with conversations. If you are having a conversation with someone and you feel extremely uneasy in the conversation or you're in in a group of people who are having a conversation and it might have started off really well, the conversation's going great and then someone says something that takes the conversation into a different direction and you're not feeling too good about it, you could A, stay in the conversation, see where it goes, see if you continue to feel not so great. You could B, choose to leave the conversation right away, or you can C, ask questions as to where is, it, where is this conversation leading? I mean, there's also D, E, and F as well, other options. But let's just keep it simple. For some people who may be lacking confidence in certain areas in their lives, may not feel courageous enough to just leave a conversation. And I'm not saying be rude and just walk away without saying anything. You can really truly say, you know, I'm going to bow out of this conversation now. I have somewhere to be. Or, you know, this conversation was great, but I see it's going in a direction that I'm not too comfortable with being part of. So I'm going to dismiss myself. It was great talking with you all. Let's catch up again another time. There are ways to do this with grace, with poise, you know, and with dignity, all right, and integrity. You don't have to just say, peace out, I'm gone. But this is where the courage comes in, the confidence comes in, and the boundaries come in. We have to take responsibility for the conversations that we are choosing to be part of. And it is okay to let people know that you don't want to talk about certain things. So the other day, I was having a conversation with my daughter, and she was stating how she just wasn't feeling so great, and she didn't feel up to talking to a lot of people. So she and I, we talked. She wanted to talk with me, but... She was saying how my mom had called her a couple of times and one of her friends were calling her, wanted to hang out, and she just didn't feel up to being company to anyone or entertaining other conversation. And she also knows that, you know, with my mom, you know, you have to tell my mom, hey, I'm just not feeling great or my mom may think something is wrong. (laughs) So, you know, you can't just ignore a call from my mother letting her know, hey, this is not the time. I don't want to have this conversation. But what was beautiful was that my daughter was able to communicate that, you know, and say, you know, Granny, I'm just not feeling up to talking today. If I do feel like talking later, I will definitely call you or we'll talk tomorrow. Instead of just answering the phone for my mom or even telling her friend, sure, I'll hang out with you today, she could have went against her own comfort. She could have went against what her body and mind needed and just answered the phone or told her friend to come over. But she respected herself enough and her boundaries enough to state that she did not want to talk. She did not want to spend time with anyone right now and she will let them know when she felt up to it. That takes courage. That takes confidence. That takes being confident in instilling boundaries. 
And I use that example because it's nothing really big and heavy, right? And sometimes we make things so big. And it was simply, I don't want to talk right now. But she said it in a way with respect. You know, she didn't just blow my mom off. She knew that if she did not respond to my mother, my mother would worry. So she told my mom, hey, I'm just not feeling up to talking. We'll talk soon. There are so many people who have trouble with doing just that. With just telling people, I'm not up to talking. I just need to be, or whatever it is. So Maybe you are up to talking, but you don't want to talk to that person. It's okay to say, now is not a good time. And I know that this may feel super simple and easy for some people, but I promise this is not easy for everyone. So I'm talking to the person right now who is having trouble with instilling healthy boundaries and having the courage and the confidence to just not be part of conversations that they don't want to be part of. It is okay to choose yourself. It is okay to choose your comfort. And also, it's okay to choose your mental health. If you know certain conversations are not good for you, for your emotional well-being, your mental well-being, your physical well-being, your spiritual fit, well, whatever it is, if you know certain people or certain conversations or certain topics are not good for you, you do not have to be part of them. You do not. You have that permission to give to yourself to not be part of things that are not good for you. And this leads into this next point of sometimes we have to distance ourselves from other people. Not everyone, but hey, sometimes we do need that quiet solitude for a bit just to get ourselves together. And that's okay. Sometimes we have to distance ourselves from certain people for our sanity, for our peace of mind. That's okay. It is not okay to push yourself and put yourself in situations or be around certain people that you know will drain your energy, affect your mood, and affect your well-being in a negative way. You know yourself and you are getting to know yourself so much better. It is okay to choose you. And I know so many people have such a hard time with this concept of choosing yourself. But let me remind you, you matter and you matter most to you. And if you feel you don't, that's something to think about. That is something to work on. Because you are the only person who is with you 24-7, from the time you are born to the time you physically pass from this earth, you are the only one. 24-7. You are the only one that knows your thoughts, your feelings, everything that goes on within you. The only one. So wouldn't it make sense to choose yourself, choose your peace of mind, choose your health? It does not make you a bad person by choosing you. And it doesn't mean that you don't care about other people. It means that you care about yourself also. And think about this. When you do choose yourself and you take care of yourself, you put yourself in a position to be better for everyone else who, who needs you, who depend on you. You know, for moms out there who may be listening, who 
love to state that they put their children first. Ask yourself, what does that really mean? What does that truly mean? Are you stating that you put them first so much that you forget about yourself? That you make sure that they eat but you starve or you go hungry? That they're always clean and put together but you look a hot mess? That they feel happy and healthy but you are sad and not feeling up to being part of the world most days? That you are full of anxiety, depression, sadness, worry, stress? If you are feeling those things, what makes you think your children are not picking up on those things as well? We do deserve to do things for ourselves to make ourselves better for ourselves and others. That is a big part of putting yourself first. And what that truly means is choosing you, choosing your health, choosing to love yourself, choosing to say, hey, this is good for me and this is not good for me. We have to be best for ourselves in order to be best for others. I cannot stress this enough. People have it, some people have it backwards and they think they have to be better for everyone else and whatever's left over, they'll take the scraps. How does that make sense? How? How does that make sense? I, I can tell you, right? Because so many of us have been conditioned that doing anything for yourself is wrong. It's bad. That you have to do for everyone else. You have to be part of conversations, even if they make you feel icky and slimy and uncomfortable. That you have to do the things, even if they make you physically ill. You have to do all these things and stress yourself out until you have a disease that takes you out of here. That is no longer true. Actually, it was never true. It was just what was told to so many of us. That can stop now. I know that whoever is listening to this, you have someone who loves you. You have someone who may depend on you. You have someone who needs you. Think how much stronger that relationship can be with that person or those people if you had a stronger relationship with yourself. If you built up the courage and the confidence within yourself, just think how much stronger you would be for other people. You don't deserve the scraps and the crumbs that are left over after taking care of everyone else. You deserve the full plate, just like the full plate that you are serving to everyone else. Choose the conversations that you want to be a part of. And the conversations that you do not want to be a part of, Find the courage to no longer be part of those conversations. And take this same lesson and apply it wherever you need, wherever you choose. You are worthy of feeling good, of being good, and living a good life. You are worthy of being great, having great things, having a great life. You are worthy of the best of everything. And that includes the best version of yourself. But you just have to believe it. You have to want it. And you have to be willing to do what it takes to receive it. You deserve the love that you give other people. You deserve good conversations.
And if you would love to have another resource that can help you with building up that self-confidence or any of the selfies, so self-worth, self-image, self-validation, self-satisfaction, self-love, definitely check out my book, Do It For Your Selfie. And if you already have my book and you've already read it, I'm going to encourage you to read it again, or at least go back to chapter three where we talk about self-confidence. In my book, for every chapter, I break down one of the selfies, and I also incorporate activities that you can use to really bring your personal self and your personal life into what you just read, so you can apply those things to your life. This is a very beautiful tool that can help you in beautiful ways. Grab a copy off my website, denisemarsh.net, or you can grab a copy off of any online retailer, target.com, booksamillion.com, amazon.com. And if you have read the book already, if you would please be so gracious and leave a review on amazon or target.com, this does help other people to know what real people are taking from this book and if the book is meant for them too. Until next time, continue taking the steps to build up that self-confidence. Oh, thank you for being part of this exhilarating journey through Getting Raw with Denise. Your commitment to self-discovery and growth is truly inspiring. If you have found value in this discussion, I would be so incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to share this podcast or you could even leave a review on Google or Apple Podcast. Your feedback helps others on a similar journey discover this complimentary resource and embark on their own transformative path. For more resources and support, please visit denisemarsh.net. Let's stay connected and continue uplifting one another. Remember, you hold the power to redesign and align your life from within. Embrace your uniqueness, cherish your self-worth, and set those healthy boundaries with confidence. Keep diving deep into your true self, unleashing the potential that resides within. You are capable of greatness, and the world needs your authentic brilliance. Thank you once again for being a part of this incredible community. Until next time, stay true to yourself, keep shining, and let's keep getting raw together. Keep in your-